0: Troy, you ever think about the relationships in your life, you know, like your friends, your family, your coworkers, what they mean to you, anything like that? Is that, is that something that even goes through your brain <laughs> in the day to day? It does. I, it sure does. Yeah. I do think a lot about
1: definitely my family and those relationships. And certainly lately this last year, I've definitely thought a lot about the coworkers, you know, who I consider friends and uh, those relationships as well. So it does, it does go through my mind. How about you, Mitch? Um, I used to
2: see it more as a means of like networking and trying to like self-enrich in one way or another. But during COVID, being like isolated from everyone for a mm-hmm. while and not having, you know, struggling to be able to have those types of connections, I definitely have a very different like perspective and appreciation for the relationships I have. And I, I do what I can to try to build them in a way that I didn't in my 20s. So they're important to you.
0: Yeah, very much. And they're important to Troy, it sounds like.
1: Uh, for sure. Yeah, without question. And have become much more important just over over time, and especially lately, no doubt.
0: I have to admit, um, I don't think about them a lot, although I must admit that I am thinking about them more in my life now. But I grew up on a ranch, an only child. There were no other kids around in the community my age. Um, so I was an only child as well. Uh, I was in a career that I moved from city to city, you know, uh, in radio without having any friends. Um, friendships would kind of peel away. I don't keep in touch with anybody at school anymore. And, you know, I've been in Salt Lake City for 20 years and I, I don't know that I really have that many friends. Um, but that's what we're going to talk about today because it turns out these relationships are something we should consider when it comes to our health. This is who cares about men's health, providing information, inspiration, and a different interpretation of men's health. My name is Scott Singpil. I bring the BS to the show, the MD to my BS, Dr. Troy Madsen. Scott, I feel really, really sad after just
1: hearing your description <laughs> there.
0: Troy, will you be like, my friend? Scott, I'm your
1: friend. Yeah. Like Poor little Scott, isolated uh, on a ranch in South Dakota, and then just this loner living out of an RV going city <laughs> to city to <laughs> yes. radio. Oh,
0: that's Nothing just, was sad about the RV. Um, it's it's heart Also with us today, a guy who's working hard on his health. And always brings a unique perspective to who cares about men's health. It's Mitch Sears. Hey there, uh, Mitch here. I also consider myself Scott's friend. So okay, there well, you, go. you got at
2: least two. You got two, Scott. Yes.
0: So I mean, th- that's going to be part of this conversation. Like, what is a friend when it comes to relationships? Let me let me just first of all say this episode was inspired by a pair of articles Troy shared with us, and one was on what the longest happiness study reveals about finding fulfillment, and that was in a magazine called Greater Good. And the other article was How Loneliness is Killing Men, which was in sciencefocus.com. And they kind of had similar themes. So according to the very first article, people who are more connected to family, friends, and a community are happier. They're physically healthier than people who are less Mm well-connected. And then this article um, goes on to say, While career achievement and exercise and healthy diets matter, good relationships are critical to health and happiness. The loneliness article I talked about, it said, studies have shown that loneliness can be as harmful to health as smoking or obesity. Wow. That's huge. Let that sink in. I mean, did did you ever, could you ever imagine that loneliness could have the same impact as smoking or obesity? According to the loneliness article, it said uh, it could lead to a weakened immune system, cardiovascular disease, depression, and anxiety. Now, I think it's worth saying here that that loneliness was talking about um, isolation, right? So are you truly in isolation is one of the questions you'll probably want to ask yourself as you're listening to this, or do you just kind of lack maybe the number of friends or the types of friends that you need? There was a study by BYU University, by the way, that said long-term social isolation can increase a person's risk of premature death by as much as 32%.
2: Yeah. During my master's program, uh, one of my advisors, uh, Mark Bergstrom, if you ever want to look up his research, his whole um, thing was a 30, 40 year study into successful aging. And I'd love to have him on the show one day. But one of the things that really shocked all the researchers is when they were looking up the key things that lead to a happy life after the age of 60, in the top five was how many friends and connections they had. And it was not what the mm-hmm. scientists were expecting. The researchers were expecting history of smoking or good lifestyle or activity. But here it was time and time again with all these different groups. Friendship was in the top five, which I just thought That's was so remarkable. crazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, just the smoking and obesity thing to compare loneliness to that. And like you said, Scott, it is isolation, but I'm sure there's some degree there. You know, like if you if you feel relatively isolated, maybe you have a few contacts, but um, I, I'm sure there's still an impact from that, maybe not quite to the degree of smoking Heavily, or you know, extreme obesity, but it's just, yeah, it's remarkable that it's going to have that sort of impact on your health and on your lifespan.
0: And there's another statistic that says one in five men have no close friends. What? Yeah, one in five men. Twenty percent of men Not don't even... have any close friends. So when you're talking about isolation. You know, that's the group, perhaps. Uh, now, you know, they might have a robust family life or a robust sure. work life, right? But I mean, just take a second to consider what has just been laid out and process what this means. That relationships are a critical component of your mental and physical health, much like, you know, what you eat and the activity that you get. Mm-hmm. Relationships, something that I don't know that a lot of guys think about. You two do. So I really look forward to hearing some of your insight. I mean, we pay attention to eating and activity but are we paying attention to our relationships, our family, our friends, our coworkers? So first of all, Troy, I mean, do you have a group of good friends or one good friend? Or are you uh, one of those 20% that has no close friends?
1: <laughs> I have no close friends.
0: Is that true? <laughs> uh, it's not true. No, I,
1: I, well, it's interesting, though, because I hear this study, though, and, I, and I'm thinking, I consider, like, my friendships are within my family. That's where I consider my friendships to be mm. primarily. And I I, I have a hard time believing that someone who has those friendships within family and who leans on those relationships and, and, and gets that from, I, I don't see that as being a lot different from someone who maybe doesn't sure. have that. And has sure. like, you know, five close friends or something like that. So I will say that like in terms of friendships outside of my family, you know, I have a lot of people I like to talk to who I'll, you know, I'll, I'll talk to about concerns. I have things things like that, but You know, the simple reality is right now in my life, having a a, a six-month-old child definitely limits (laughs) my social activity since I'm usually falling asleep by eight o'clock now and up at four. Uh, So it's not like I'm going out and hanging out with a lot of people right now. You didn't
0: do that before, did you? I, I mean, don't use the last six months as your <laughs> <laughs> <is my> excuse. <laughs> There was a lot of Troy's life before the last six months. <laughs> it's
1: see, then I just blame it on the ER. Then I'm just like, well, I work really weird shifts and I work half the weekends of the month. And there's something to that because so many of my friends are people I work with. And it's like, you know, it's not like we're all working the same schedule and hanging out after work. It's like, well, I'm working this weekend, you're working next weekend. Um, so there is something to that as well. So that being said, you know, I, I think as I'm talking here and I'm saying this, maybe I'm one of the 20%. <laughs> <laughs> <Maybe> I, <am. laughs>
0: well, I, don't, I don't know. I think it's probably more complicated than that. But I am curious, yeah. like, do you ha- like what kind of relationships you consider your family, your friends, do you have with them? Is it just doing things together or do you talk mm-hmm. about really deep, meaningful things? Do you share secrets, those sorts of things? Share my secrets, my deepest, darkest <laughs> secrets. <Yeah. laughs> Only with you, Scott. Only with
1: you. yeah uh, yeah, I, I would say it is varying degrees with various family members. Like, yeah, I, and, and also with friends too. They're absolutely friends. I have several friends who I work with over the past year who I have shared secrets with, you know, essentially you would consider them secrets, meaning things that, that I had not told anyone else. And some of those things were, Hey, you know, one of my best friends at work, I told him, at, and we were at work, and, I, and he's a very good friend. I was very comfortable telling him, we've got a baby on the way. He was one of the first people I told. I told a few people in my family, you know, they knew. Um, so they were aware, but, you know, things like that, and just the reaction with it, for I mean, was priceless. You know, he just gave me a huge hug, and it was just such an amazing moment, like a really cool moment with him. And so he, the hug someone,
0: wasn't awkward, huh? <laughs> it, was, it wasn't it
1: was, awkward. It was, it was actually cool really. Book. It was really special. Like, he was like, you know – like he's like, you know, cause he's got three kids or two kids and, you know, talked about his experience and just, you know, just was so genuinely happy for me. It meant so much. Um, and then he's someone who I've talked to on a regular basis about a lot of what's quite honestly going on with my career right now and about things I had never mentioned to anyone else at work about. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so I would say definitely, you know, within my family, those are conversations I have on a regular basis, but even outside that, uh, I do have others where we do have those conversations, but I do feel like some, sometimes just the activities together, hanging out together is kind of limited. And like I said, I've got excuses for that, but maybe I should, maybe I should do better <laughs> at that too.
0: Yeah. You know, that's one of the things as I read these articles, we all read them, right? That I'm yeah. kind of going like, like, how, what's, what's a good friend? Like, what's yeah, a sure. solid friend relationship? Um, let's, and I think we'll hit that in a second, but Mitch, I'm going to ask you the same question. Do you have a group of good friends or are you one of the 20% that doesn't have (laughs) what you would or a close friend. I See, mean, Mitch is I, like the opposite. Which no, is like the top 10% I of like friends. No, I with like when
2: I hear that there's like the 5% with no friends, I just want to like adopt them. Like my little like <laughs> extroverted side. I'm just like, here, everyone. I will I make am. you friends, right? Yes. Yeah. What's been really interesting to me is just, I grew up in a family where uh, friends were not a priority. It was something like you are self-reliant. It was really hard to, you know, meet up with people. Like it was hard to get rides to places when I was younger. I didn't have any neighborhood friends et cetera. But when I hit college, oh my God, I suddenly could find a group of people that I cared for and they cared for me, et cetera. But what's been interesting is over the last, I'd say decade or so, as I moved from my twenties to my thirties, it used to be, I could throw an event and I could have 50, 60 people show up. Right. And I had the right connections and I was in the right circles. And it was a lot of extra energy that I, I don't know if I have anymore, but when some things in life changed, a lot of those people's disappeared. They were definitely interacting and being friendly with me for their own personal gain, not necessarily because of who I was as a person. And so after COVID, after a lot of growing up the last like five, six, seven years, like, yeah, I have... I think for the first time, so like I can actually say I have, I, mean, I have five, six friends, like friends I can say, hey, you know, I'm struggling with something. Hey, can you help me out? Hey, can you, you know, that that I can rely on and form a little tribe of people that help take care of one another. And it's good. It's it's so different than what I've had in the past when I was a little social butterfly and social climber, et cetera. So yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's a big distinction too. I think when I think of these articles and I think of what it means, like this friendship and what it means for health benefits, I think of it as having those people in your life who you can go to not with, you know, the great persona, like the social media image, like, Hey, everything's good. Let's hang out guys. It's more like, these are the people I can go to, to share my concerns, my fears my struggles and share joy too. Share my my exciting news. Like these are the people mm-hmm. I want to go to, and can do that with. And and I think you know, there, there's a big difference between having a small group of those people and having 500 friends on Facebook or something. And right. Those are very different types of friendships, in my mind. Yeah.
0: So it sounds like Troy that it's your family and some coworkers outside of those two areas. You don't necessarily have what you would consider friends?
1: Well, let me clarify, because, yeah, because I, I probably need to do a better job of, of, of building my case here that I do have friends. <laughs> <laughs> if you have to build a case. like <laughs> It sounds like I'm, I need to build a better case here. All right. One thing I have really tried to do over the last few years is to rekindle friendships with people from from my past, kind of like you mentioned, Mitch, these people from your past. But these are people who have meant a lot to me at various stages, who I've moved on, like, you know, friends from college, from uh, from medical school, residency, uh, from a previous job I had in California. And so I've really tried to do that as well. And so I really feel that, you know, from that group as well, there are several people in there who I kind of have that relationship with as well. And it's often texting, Um, You know, we were just out in California and I was able to see a couple of those friends out there who really mean a lot to me. And we were able to have lunch together. But those are people also, even though we're kind of separated by distance and, you know, we're not in touch every week by any means or necessarily even every month consistently. uh, But those are people as well who I'm very comfortable just texting and saying, how are things going? And they've told me, you know, things that uh, like great things about their lives and maybe things they are kind of struggling with as well. And and I'm comfortable with the same with them. So so yeah, I would say there's definitely the work component. There's definitely family, uh, but then I think trying to just rekindle and even maintain those relationships from from people I've been you know good friends with in the past, to maybe things have kind of dropped off. That's become much more of a priority for me as yeah. well.
0: And do you maintain those through texting and then through visits, or I mean, do you actively yeah. do you actively think about ways you can maintain those friendships or rekindle those friendships? In the past two years,
1: I have, I I can say prior to that, it wasn't something I was thinking about, but now I am actively thinking about it and I'm thinking, you know, these are people I really care about and, and I like to be able to just see how, what's going on in their life. And, um, so I've tried to reach out and even in some cases I've reached out to some people as well and it just seemed like maybe they're not as interested, which is cool, you know, They've kind of moved on with their life, you know, like a roommate from med school, you know, someone who I was a good friend with. I reached out to him around Christmas, said, Hey, this is what's going on, you know, this is my life, you know, send him a picture of a new baby and all that. Um and he, you know, and heard back from him. It was kind of it it didn't really go anywhere, which is totally fine. Did you come uh, on
0: too strong? Is that the problem? He kind of my baby. I think I overwhelmed him. He's <laughs> like, dude, it's like, dude,
1: chill out. We were yeah. roommates, man. I don't care. <laughs> He yeah. a little
0: hot. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But start, he out is, a, start out with a what's up. And then the baby is like four or five minutes. Exactly. I, mean, I, don't know. I thought I meant more to him. I helped him. Oh, he, he's yeah. given me credit. Sorry. He's he given
1: me that. credit for, uh, for his marriage. He's given me credit that much credit for, uh, giving him the courage to, to seek out his, his, uh, spouse. So, yeah. so I thought I, anyway, but it, it, it didn't really go anywhere, which is totally cool. But, um, you know, that being said, my other roommate, it's actually funny. It's more with his wife uh, who there was kind of a circle of friends there and she was in that. It's more with her that it's, you know, we've maintained that friendship. Mm. Um, you know, she's just she's she's a great person and, and and also with him as well. But she's a little more, I think, um, outgoing in that sense and and uh, and keeps in touch. But uh, yeah. So anyway, you know, it's been a little bit of a mixed bag, but it has been a conscious effort.
0: Mitch, how about you? Conscious effort? I mean, how do you continue to maintain these oh. friendships
1: now that you have them, you know, the ones that are
2: meaningful to you? So millennial going to talk about therapy again. It's just what I do. <laughs> Sorry. So, yeah, no. So it was a
0: thing to pursue. Yeah, right? Thank
2: you. I appreciate that. Um, No, it was actually brought up to me, uh, after we've gotten an ADHD diagnosis and, you know, we're, we're finding like the root causes of some of this depression and really intense anxiety and et cetera. And we start going through it and he, you know, I'm, I'm speaking with my therapist. He's like, okay, well let's do a check, like to see why you're feeling down today. Uh, have you did you get enough sleep? I'm like, yes. He's like, How's your diet been? Have you been doing the junk food maverick runs, or are you actually like making yourself good food? I'm like, Yeah, of course I'm doing good food. He's like, Did you exercise today? I'm like, Well, I went for a walk, whatever, right? And then he said, When was the last time you talked to a friend? And that oh, it, and that hit me yeah. like a ton of bricks where it was no. just like, uh, I'm sorry, in the core four, I'm here in therapy, I'm doing it, I'm done. Like, mental health check, right? But no, it really was this kind of like, well, if you're in a stress situation, you have things happening in your life. You know, who are you able to reach out to? Who are the people that you feel comfortable enough to talk through this? That's not me, your therapist. Right. And it was just like, well, darn. Right. I haven't I haven't been doing what I was supposed to. I haven't been like nurturing that kind of communal part, that social part of my health and my humanity. So what I have started to do is I've reached out to the friends that I know want to continue to have a relationship that I feel close with. And I just schedule stuff, just like a standing, like every Monday, we're going to get together and watch a TV show together. Or, hey, every Thursday, we'll meet up and with another friend. It's like, hey, I I really want to keep working out. I keep finding myself slipping. Do you mind if we go to the gym together on a Thursday? Right? Nothing. They're not huge parties. They're not Big mm. dinner things are not anything. It's just hey, you know, can we have once a month meet up and do, you know, a, a go to Chili's? Ironically, as one of my friends has me do, and I hate it, but that's okay. But it's just like <laughs> ironically because it's, it's Chili's. Yeah, it's like I'm. I love how I like ironic this Presidente Margarita is. Um, for me at least, the same sort of approach that I take with other elements of my health scheduling things prepping meals beforehand to make sure I have a a meal and whatever. So when I feel low, when I feel things are going to be tough, I already have that kind of built in.
0: Yeah, a schedule that's already happening. You don't have to call and have this awkward like you want to do something where I haven't yeah. feeling so great lately? You just know it's coming up. It gives you yes. something to look forward to. And then you've got that that vent, that, mm-hmm. uh, that outlet. And, yeah, that's and, and so
2: that's just it too, is it's not like, and when you start getting into that pit where you're like, oh, I don't have any friends and no one wants to, you know, I don't want to reach out to anyone and I don't, oh, I would need to talk to someone, but that'll be weird. Like, it'll be too strong. Like, no, where I'm going to work out with so-and-so on Thursday, I'm going to see him. And if I'm still feeling crappy, then I can talk to him and just, that's something I've been doing for maybe the last two years. And I cannot tell you how much it has meant to me mm. and the people that I do it with, like on top of that, like even if we miss a day or two, like this idea that, hey, I care about you. I want to at least connect, one, you know, once a month, once a week, whatever. Um, How powerful that's been in my mental health.
1: That's so cool. I wish I did that more. Like, honestly, I just because I like I said, I'm more like texting and keeping in touch. Like maybe there's a phone call here and there. But to do what you're doing and like scheduling stuff on a regular basis. I, yeah, I, that's, it's great you're to hear you're doing it. And like, I, I, I just, I wish I were doing that more and I will try to like hearing that. Like, yeah. I wasn't doing it.
2: It it took yeah. the therapist being like, Hey, yeah. like you need to approach this the same as all the other things you're doing with your right healthy, Right. Yeah. right.
0: You, you have to, uh, you have to plan it. You have to, you have to account for it. You have yes. to, yes. yeah, uh, it's not just going to happen. Like no. we've talked yeah. about before. If you go with the flow, you're going to be in a friendless flow. <laughs> yeah. And in so many sure. ways
1: too, it's, it's work. It's, it's work it to is. do that just like it is to exercise and just like yeah. it is to focus on your diet yeah. and, you know, not smoke and, and, you know, maintain mm-hmm. that. So it's work to do that with clear health benefits. So I think yeah. if you'd look at it that way. Uh, and I think too for me, you kind of mentioned also like you don't want it to be weird. And that's probably been my biggest issue. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't want people to be like, uh, you know, and it's that concern about rejection too. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be like, hey, do you guys want to come over, you know, like invite another couple over or something? And they'd be like, yeah, I don't think so. Like, your dogs stink or your house is messy or something. <laughs> or just like, you know, or just like, yeah, you're weird. You know, it's just that there, I, there's no question. I will admit, I I do fear rejection, and so mm-hmm. that's often a limitation for me, and in, in really reaching out to try and schedule stuff with people.
0: So my situation is, um, I have a couple of friends now that I go do things with. Uh, again, a lot of my life has been spent being a loner uh, in my leather jacket, <laughs> riding <Right. laughs> oh, motorcycle. So no. cool, You're a rebel. Uh, no, it is loner. <laughs> cool. Not good for your health. Um, plus, also, I don't have necessarily a big family. Um, I don't have any other family that really lives nearby. Uh, and I started, I started thinking like, I need to have friends. I like to, I like, I, I think I like friends. I think I like people. So one of them, I don't know, five or six years ago, I called up for some financial advice cause I knew that he was an economist and I just said, Hey, let me pay you back and let's go get chicken wings or something. And we've been going out once a month for the past five years. So that's just always on the schedule. Hmm. That was actually a hard ask to say, hey, do you want to continue doing this? You know, (laughs) we think about how hard it is to talk to, you know, people we're attracted to. But like talking to another guy about being a friend can be a little scary as well. Yeah. And and then I have a coworker that I really liked a lot and he ended up leaving. And it was kind of the same thing. I'm like, I I like this guy. He was was fun. He was smart. I enjoyed talking with him. So uh, I just reached out and said, hey, let's go out to lunch sometime. And we do a once a month thing as well. Mm So. I find a lot of value in what you said, Mitch, when you have that thing scheduled. And there's been times I didn't want to go because I'm tired or I'm just not feeling great. But every time I go and I have conversation with these guy friends, I feel so much better. Yeah. So that built-in really does help that you don't have to think about it so much. And they've even commented back to me that they don't really do this with other guys. Right. So I don't know if it's just the combination of our friendship. I don't know if it's because it's a commitment that, yeah. You sure they're exclusive, Scott? I don't yeah, know. I
1: don't know right? <laughs> they, just, they say that to all the guys. <laughs>
0: they sure. sure do, huh? Yeah. Um, so for me, it was very active, uh, and I had to go back into my past because, like, I think one of the hardest things for Troy and I, especially being as old as we are, compared to Mitch, and maybe even Mitch, now that you're you're at a point in your life where you're a professional, you're out of college. Yeah. Like, how do you make new friends? Like if yeah. you're a guy that has no friends right now, sure, going back and probably pulling from some people that you maybe have lost touch with that you like would be a good idea. But like, do, do either one of you have any idea? How do you house? make new friends?
1: Yeah. Oh man. That's a great, I have no yeah. idea. Like I, I will say the baby world has opened up a whole new world to me in terms of activities and meeting people. And that's been kind of cool Uh, just because we're going to like these baby story times and, talking to people and meeting new people. It's not like we're setting up times to go hang out with them or anything, but it it has been something that's that's worked for us. I've heard also people talk about their dogs and meeting people while they're walking their dogs. And I will say most people in my neighborhood, I know because of their dogs. And
0: you <laughs> <laughs> know their dog's uh, names and not their
1: names, right? <laughs> that's exactly right. I know their dog's name. I, did, I always know their dog's names before I know their names, but yes, in most cases, I just know their two. dogs. Yeah, exactly. So those are probably the two... Two things I've found that at least you're meeting some people, but I can't say I have like any super close friendships at this point from those routes.
0: Yeah. Mitch,
2: meeting new friends. How do you do that? Uh, So the thing that I have actively tried to do, again, because I talked to my therapist, is to actively. Okay, so. There are like four types of friendships. We men only really deal with two of them. The first one is called friendships of proximity. We are small children. We are pushed in the same neighborhood. We are therefore friends, right? Um, we move on and we have the friends of convenience. These are your work co-workers, et cetera. You, you have to deal with each other every day. And so you kind of find this whatever. And there are two other ones and it's the friendships of enrichment and friendships of intimacy. And those are the really the hardest ones to find. And they're the ones that you can share secrets with. They're the ones that, people give you something and there's this back and forth relationship. And men, we don't have a whole lot of ways to like broach that. So what I do is I try to like find clubs and situations where I know that that particular activity or interest is going to lead to a shared set of values, right? So uh, a couple years ago, um, stopped with COVID or whatever, I actually I like tabletop board games. I really love them. I think they're fun. And I used to have a casual board game friend group, many of who have now moved away. But I found a local game guild and I, you know, was super awkward. And I was like, oh, no, I'm going to go to a game store and I'm going to play with a bunch of strangers. And I I actually met a couple of people that I knew we both enjoyed this one activity. And I knew on top of that, that we could talk about that. They kind of allowed me to broach past that awkward, get to know to someone. Right. But then on top of that, there was a shared enjoyment. And at the very least, I've already jumped to that third or fourth level of friendship with this other person because of a shared thing that we had together. Now, it's scary. It's hard to find, you know, these types of groups, but writing groups or open mic nights at coffee shops or whatever, like there are places that you can go out and engage, but you got you got to actually take the steps to do it. A friend's not going to just like fall into your lap,
1: right? So. That's what I do. That's interesting. Yeah. I, and I just, I just, honestly, I can't imagine doing that. Like I cannot imagine going to a board game. I just, I would love, I love the idea of it. I just can't see it. And people talk about book clubs too. Okay. Like I can't imagine going to a book club. I just, it's just not me, I guess. I don't know. So that's. That's where it becomes tough. Like for me, it's like it, sports. I love going to sporting events, love doing that kind of stuff. Well, but yeah, it's not there's, like you're,
0: there's your in maybe, right? It's yeah. not like you're.
1: Well, it's not like you're talking to your fellow like some dude sitting next to you in a, a sure. seat or something at a game. Sure. So it's a little bit different. I think if you're playing sports, that you've got that. And I will say, we have like my wife and I have developed a number of friendships through running, more through I her. Sure are and have some very good friends through that. So, so yeah, so I think there's maybe that for some people in terms of just sporting events, run clubs, run groups, I know are a great way to, to meet people with a common interest. So I think it's maybe more about just finding what you find interesting. And, uh, but yeah, if it's board games, if it's, uh, you know, book clubs, those sorts of things, I think those are great options if that's your thing.
0: couple of, uh, other options that the the loneliness article offered, um, finding a shared activity is yeah. key. We talked about that volunteering. Oh, sure. A friend of mine and, and I, and... Uh, the chicken wing guy, um, we were talking about like what we want to do if we want to keep doing this or do something else. And we both said, oh, we'd like to maybe try Habitat for Humanity and volunteer. <gasps> oh, so, cool. so, I mean, you'd meet other people there. So, um. That would be something else that you could try. That's a great and idea. And then all those people yeah.
2: have like shared values too, right? This is something that they're interested in. They're willing to devote their time to. Like that's, that's jumps a whole lot of the commonality stuff, you know, fertile ground for friendships. Yeah. Plus also,
0: yeah. um, I think it was a happiness article said that, you know, your friendships and your relationships change with time. Yeah. And earlier in your life, you experienced what Mitch experienced, which is you have a lot of friends, but maybe they're just kind of superficial, right? Yeah. And that's to help you network and get jobs and, you know, meet other people that can help you move through your life. And then as you get older, you start thinking about what can you do for other people as opposed to what can you do for yourself? So that's another way of finding some happiness. So, wow, volunteer, you not only find some happiness by doing for other people, but you also start connecting with other people as well. Right. So. Yeah, Those that's, are a couple of suggestions there.
1: That's a great one. Yeah. And I didn't even think about that. Like we, we foster a lot of animals and again, it's more through Laura because she's kind of the connection there with a lot of the animal fostering we do, but we have a number of, of friends we've developed and, and a lot of people we know through that who, again, not, not super tight friends, but at least people that are, we share that common interest with and. Um, it's a shared activity in terms of just that volunteer piece. So, so yeah, that's really, it's, it's a great way to go and to have that shared passion, I think with other people, I think it really
0: goes a long way toward developing that friendship. If you're listening and you're wondering, okay, what am I going to do about this? What am I going to do about this friend situation? If friendship and relationships are just as important to your health as lifting a dumbbell or doing a bench press or eating the right stuff, what are you going to do? So between the two articles, there were some suggestions. One, is first thing you got to just be aware of it, like take stock of your social life. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like Troy did that. He conducted a social inventory and decided that, well, you know, I should probably try to reach out and find some more friends. So I think that's step one. Uh, Step number two came back to considering how the needs change at different times in your life. We already hit that, you know, earlier in your life you have different needs. Or, you know, like what kind of friends do you like hanging out with? Like I enjoy... Friends that I can have witty banter with, you know, we can have a little bit of a little bit of back and forth. It's silly or fun or whatever. So those are the types of friendships I enjoy. Other people might enjoy a different type of friendship, maybe a more serious type of friendship. Um, so you know, think about how what kind of friendship you're looking for, where you are in your life, etc. I think also something that we just haven't
1: talked about, and I'm hesitant to say anything about this because you know I don't want this to come across weird, but It's just maybe it's more on the gratitude side. Like, I appreciate being married. Um, I'm not Mm -hmm. saying this to sell people. You got to get married to have a friend because you could get married and be absolutely miserable. There's that there's that possibility as well. But I'm grateful for that. Like, I I remember times like I got married a little later in life than a lot of people. And I remember many times like, you know, in residency and even when I was out working after residency of thinking I have been, you know, it's been two days since I've talked to another human being. And that's kind of crazy. (laughs) <laughs> you know, it was just like I, I wasn't working. I wasn't out doing anything. I hadn't even spoken to another human in a couple of days. It's kind of isolating. And, you know, being married, I i am married to my best friend and I'm very grateful for that. And I think it's that's something that means a lot to me. And, and there are a lot of studies that do look at also marriage and the long-term effects on health and and how that impacts it. So I think a lot of that has to do with that friendship. But again, like all this stuff we've talked about, I think it takes work. Like it it's not something if you're married where that necessarily comes naturally. I think it is, it is work, like all friendships are work. Uh, But I think if you are married, I think it's, you know, it's, it's a good thing to to recognize the value of that and to kindle that friendship and recognize the health benefits that come from it.
0: Yeah. That's an important thing. One of the other articles said is just, you know, if you start to have stress or strife in your relationships, you know, take steps to take care of that, rectify that. Right. And especially in your situation, Troy, where, You know, that person is that important to you or your family is that important to you. You kind of have to put effort into it. Right. It's not always going to work well. Yeah.
1: It's not like it's just a yeah. And that's probably a good point, too. It's not just like a built in friend of convenience, like, well, hey, I've got my well, this is my friend. I'm married. You know, you've got to put work into it to really develop that friendship, too. But there are incredible health benefits from doing that.
0: The other thing that can get in the way of men is this notion of masculinity. And I thought this was interesting. I think this was in the loneliness article and it just said that between the ages of 11 to 13 boys um they really have these really close secret friendships like they'll 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 tell you know they have this group of guys it's not just about doing stuff but it's about sharing secrets and you know whatever and then this um developmental psychologist said that at about 15 or 16 that closeness starts to go away and she thinks it's these masculinity issues so you know that could be getting in your way uh, of 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 friendship as well which ties back into something that the happiness article said, which was that in your life, in order to nurture those friendships and keep those friendships alive, you need to let people know how much they matter to you. And that could be hard for us guys. So the article said, think about somebody, just one person who's important to you. Think about what they mean to you, what they've done for you in your life. Think about where would you be without them? Who would you be? And now think about what you would thank them for, If you thought you would never see them again. Oh, wow. And then at this moment right now, call them and tell them. And that takes a certain amount of vulnerability. I think confiding in another man, you know, some secrets or thoughts that you don't confide to other people. That's hard for us men to do. But from a communication standpoint, it's absolutely crucial to develop those deep friendships. So that's something else I have to keep in check a little bit because I think I keep things close to the vest. I think, um, you know, I don't know. It's funny. I consider myself not masculine, but I do have some masculine traits like that. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Like pride or, you know, not wanting to show people I care, stuff like that. So those are some things you can try. Um, any other thoughts before we wrap up the episode?
1: Uh, my thought is like hearing you just even say that about calling a friend and saying those things. Like this That's is scary. Even, this scares me more than de- the declutter challenge scared <laughs> me. The declutter challenge scary. Laura wants to repeat the declutter challenge this spring, and I'm just like, no, <laughs> don't do that to me again. But just the thought of of that, it is. It's scary. Like it, it is. is that- Yeah, it's that concern about just really putting yourself out there and feeling kind of rejected or it's certainly the masculinity piece of it too, like feeling vulnerable. You just don't want to feel vulnerable. Yeah, it is. It is tough, but I feel like I can absolutely do better. And I love thinking about this in terms of the work I try to put in to run and stay healthy and diet. And I need to put in that work because there's the same benefits from health, uh, health, healthy friendships.
2: Yeah, that's kind of the the sentiment I wanted to echo. The the biggest change for me is to start to think of it, socialization as a health impact, right? It's, a, it's something that takes the same amount of effort. You have to do challenges. You have to push yourself further than you're used to, et cetera. Like making that phone call might seem super duper scary, but so does running a marathon, right? Yeah. If you approach it, in that same way, like when Scott was telling me that, like I had this wry little smile. I'm like, I bet I could do that. I mean, that's, <gasps> really, that's really scary. But like, who would I call? Like, but it, but that was it. Is It was a challenge. It was approaching yeah. it that way. And that, you know, hijacks this masculine part of my brain to be like, all right, I can do this. Right. And so, yeah, if we if you can take that same approach and value it as much as other things, you might be surprised how much, you know, you get out of the work
1: you put in. Yeah, I like it. Think of it as a challenge. It's a that that gets at the masculinity. Mm-hmm. So, it's it's a challenge. It's right. am, I, am I strong enough to do this? Let me see.
0: Well, we're curious uh how are you ranking up after listening to this episode? After you do a deep dive into what your situation really is, your social situation, your your relationships, are you doing okay? Are you putting that kind of effort into it that you put into other aspects of your health or could you do a little bit of work? Were there things here that you thought, "Wow, I want to share this idea with them or" Ooh, that scares me. I don't know how well that would work. Regardless of what it is, we would love to hear from you how you navigate friends and your relationships because they are so important and so critical to your health. You can email us, hello at thescoperadio.com. That's hello at thescoperadio.com. Hey, accept the challenge. Go out and <laughs> see if you can find another friend. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And, you know, have them listen to this episode too. (laughs) Thanks for caring about men's health.